check my check. One, two, what is this? <laughs> Yo, the hat, the hat is killing me. It's cold in here. I know it's cold. Hey. I know, but I like it. It's a good they all need people early out in my case. Yes, yes. Uh, you look like you're on a work release program today. Pretty much we're releasing something. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're releasing, but <laughs> we, we potted, we potted over here. We may have to pause the podcast. Yeah. Well, damn, what episode is it? 11? <laughs> yeah, episode 11, man. Damn, we episode 11? Episode 11. Shit, Boxingology Podcast, episode 11, man. Welcome That's back. Yes, to the millions of people watching and the 10 people that are tuning in, we're live, baby. We are live, episode 11, Boxingology Podcast. We have the great Carlos. The great yes. Carlos. Santiago, yes, The sir. Rock. AKA The Seller. AKA The Seller. And you see, we got on the. Uh, That's right. Buying over renting. That's right. Yeah. The That's merch. thing. Even though I like the black one better. Yeah, you know, you can't get it. I don't know why he gave me the red one, but I like the black well, one. Well, you said red was your favorite color, right? You did say red was your favorite color. Yeah, but. Black with the red. I got you. Yeah, that's like where it, it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> yep. So where, where can people get this, Carlos? Man, this is this is dope, man. Not definitely. You could definitely reach out to me. Um, you can Instagram me, Carlos Literature Twenty Three. So I'm definitely, obviously, I'm in real estate. And one thing I'm doing in 2022 is just branding myself, letting everybody know from the supermarket to the gym to the bodega. That hey, I sell real estate and buying and renting should be your number one priority. And even if you can't buy now, let's get you ready for next year, two, three, to buy. Build equity, build wealth, stop paying somebody else's rent. Mm-hmm. So you could definitely find them on Instagram. And also if you wanna create your own logo, your own shirts, your own things, come to me. I also do printing. Go, go. Yeah. And has sharp watches. This is Victor. Oh, yes. Victor. No, it's a G Shock. Oh, that's G Shock. Oh, yeah, yeah. G Shock's in the level. Nah, I'm a G Shock guy. It's <laughs> alright, bro. I'm an Victor. Your birthday's coming. I got you. I'm an Victor. Yeah. I'm broke. I don't have a watch and nah, I nah, can't nah. buy anything right now. So. Nah, nah. <laughs> Things are tough. All um, we got is water. Hey. <laughs> so, Carlos, man, um, talk about the real estate business. Uh, we, I want to get into that real quick. Uh, okay. How, how long have you been on? Um, Real estate. So I have my license now for two years. Okay. But when I got my license in you know in 2020, that's when COVID hit. So obviously we all took a pause in life. Absolutely. And when I got back, it was September, October of 2020. So you can stay a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for Remax Boutique Realty. Love it. With a great mentor, broker, um, Eileen. And getting to real estate has been great. Um, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's self-driven, who loves sales, but loves to help people. Nothing puts a smile on your face when, you know, you get somebody who's looking for a house who at the moment doesn't even know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. What they tell you is I want three bedrooms, two baths, I want a backyard, but the more you keep visiting homes, they're like, oh wow, I want this, I want that. And until when it finally, you know, signed that contract, it's a, it, it's a good feeling. It really is. So. You know, real estate has definitely opened my eyes. And you're a realtor in Connecticut as well as in New York. New York State and Connecticut. Yonkers, Westchester, Putman County, Orange County, Dutchess County, Port Javis. Hey, where there's a property, I'm there. Listen, if y'all need a realtor, you can call us up. Instagram, what's your Instagram again? Instagram is Carlos Realtor 23. Carlos Realtor 23. He also does. Sweaters and shirts, uh, right. that he spoke on it. Um, any brand, right? Anything any brand. If you have, if you maybe you're a baker, you're a dog groomer, a dog walker, a dog you, lover, a dog lover, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sneaker lover, and you want to start having your own shirts, your own thing, reach out to me. Great fabric, um, great product, and we could definitely take care of you. Absolutely. No. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man, Carlos, you are you are boy, man. So like you, you you're not really a guest. Like you you a part yeah. of the show. Like you're one of us, man. Um, Definitely. We was having a conversation before we, we got on. Uh, on air. We was talking about Floyd Mayweather. Yes, Mayweather. And one of the hardest working men in boxing. Yes. And here's Will again putting the microphone. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> um. And 
I know this would trigger Will, so that's why I brought this up. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think is the hardest working boxer you've ever seen? I mean, I think every boxer works hard, right? Especially yeah, if you're a champion. Two, two-time, three-time, four-time champion. But what makes Mayweather great is he understood that if you have talent and hard work, you just can't lose. Yeah, yeah. And I like the way his work ethic is because he doesn't work nine-to-five workout or 10 to 6. He'll literally, if he feels like waking up in the middle of the night, he's running. Mm-hmm. If he feels like whatever. And the guy stays in shape. I've never remember a fight where I seen Mayweather tired, opening his mouth, True. or gassed out. And I think he really took his abilities to the next level. Definitely a hard worker. Definitely a hard worker. Definitely uh, puts a lot of uh, emphasis on his training. And, uh, yeah. And, by the way, <laughs> you know this guy. Mayweather is one of, I think, the first fighter when HBO 24-7 came out to showcase about massages, um, yes. having a nutritionist. Because yes, yes. before that, it was a taboo. Oh, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. You just work, work, work. But what about recovery? Yes, yes. And Mayweather was very open. My hands are frail. Hand masseuse. Mm-hmm. Massages, yep. eating right, even though he likes these fast foods. Yep, yep. Yeah, he, but, he showed that a lot too. Yeah. yeah, but his nutrition and just the whole point that you need recovery, the stretching, the massages. Mm-hmm. And I think by that time, people were kind of like, oh wow, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he definitely put that on the forefront. Yeah, maybe yeah. his hands are fragile amongst many things. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Floyd, man. Yeah, yes. shout out to Floyd. I actually, uh, me and Floyd know each other for a long, long time in the amateurs. We always kept running into each other, uh, same age. So I think those two or three shows that we actually bumped heads, not bumped heads, but like uh, saw each other and was fighting. And uh, it was the, uh, I don't remember the show. But, um, and then I saw him spar with Pernod Whitaker at uh, Pernod Whitaker uh, in Atlantic City. Uh, all the guys were there, amateurs, bros. So, yeah, you know, good guy. Every time, I like busting his chops because um, every time I see him, he actually does come to me. And we do talk a little bit. But when he has his little entourage, he forgets who he is. He forgets people, you know. <laughs> he already, he, one time, uh, I would say five, six years ago, I saw him at an event. And I was like, yo, Floyd, <laughs> took my hand out. And I said, I don't remember what I said, but I said something, and he kind of turned away, and I left my hand there. <laughs> and as I left my hand there, Nenito Dornier, the fighter, yes, sir. came and just grabbed my hand and shook my hand. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a good guy. Thank you for saving me. I look like a moron. Yeah, I was laughing at you. Yeah. And then I saw that fellow came back later and, and you know, grabbed me. We talked a little bit. He probably saw your other podcast. He's like, oh, you yeah, 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 you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit after that, and it was like two, three minutes, and then he left uh, with a bunch of young girls. Um, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if that part of the story is true. 18 <laughs> over, I, I I'm believe. sure young is 21, 20, yeah, 22. Yeah. Of age. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hat on today, man. Yeah. Turned into a savage today. Nice and tight. Yeah, that's the, the well, convict hat you got on. Yeah. yeah. So, what fighters out there you like, uh, Carlos? Uh, the guys that you looked up to growing up or you wanted to emulate? Well, I definitely grew up uh, boxing. My de- my father was a huge boxing fan. So, Duran, Chavez, uh, Hector Camacho, Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, my dad loved Tyson. I mean, he was heartbroken when he lost to Buster Douglas. Like, he was really upset. <laughs> like, really upset. But, you know, I grew up in boxing, and I just loved martial arts. You know, one of my idols was, growing up was Bruce Lee, Mike Tyson, you know, love Van Damme, all that seems to go. And yeah. I, you know, I got into martial arts at 13, but these are, these are the guys I used to always watch when it was free on CBS Sports, ABC Sports. Yeah, and, the middle days. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I, I definitely grew up in boxing first. And you've done a number of rounds here sparring with some of the guys. Yes. And you're planning to do a Masters event. Yes. Eventually. Definitely uh, in March. Bucket, bucket definitely list. March or April, I want to do it here, Boxingology. So, 
never done boxing, but always done martial arts and learning how to get comfortable in the boxing ring because it's so different from martial arts and the stands and the movement and mm-hmm. just everything. I definitely, I took it for granted. I'm thinking, oh, I did martial arts for 20 years. I fought thousands of times. Boxing is nothing. The stands, the hands up, you can't use your legs, you can't move a certain way. Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. And your son is uh, a competitor for yeah, us here yeah. and won his first fight. Yes. Won one of the belts that we had. And yes. uh, no. they went on vacation. We I haven't know. seen them since. <laughs> yeah. He's on, a, he's on a high right now. He's yeah. on a high, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to get yeah. CS on him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, collecting dust. Yeah. I look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to get one of those. But he did well that day, man. I he mean, did really well. he did really good considering uh, he had a pretty bad injury. Yeah. He was out for a while, came back, I yeah. think, what, three weeks before the fight? Yeah. Took it on short notice. Short Took notice. Short notice. And the, the, the day of the fight, we wasn't really going to have a fight because the person pulled out. Yeah. Coach calls me at literally seven something in the morning. I'm up, getting ready to come here just to train. FaceTime, dude. Yeah. Yeah. FaceTime was like, I have somebody for there. And I was like, Zaire. Zaire goes, yeah. So that's what you call short notice. Yeah, that was amazing. And he, and he showed up. Showed up, made weight. And, and he, he had a lot of fun. He enjoyed it. He yeah, was dancing, yeah, he was yeah. moving around. Yeah. He didn't seem nervous. And that was that was the crazy part. He, he could have been nervous, and which is normal. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We, I want to talk about that later, too, about fighters, nerves, and fear. So yeah. he he was so comfortable, man. He got in the ring, and he looked like it was, it was a little... Uh, a little transitional period in the beginning, but he second third round was like, round, he took off. <laughs> I we win. talk about the fighters nervous, like, uh, uh, like you said, I also want to talk about fighters preparation for the fights. Yes, we can yes. and so lack bad. of preparation for the fight mm-hmm. and delusional. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of that yeah. going around that passes around. That's like, a, uh, like the, tag. a boxing disease. It's a pretty pretty much contagious pretty much, too. Pretty much, yeah. I think. When, in my opinion, when fighters, fighters will lie, but deep down they'll lie to themselves. And when it comes to fight night, I think the more the fighter believes, I know I could have done more, I should have done more, that's when more of the nervousness and more of the fear comes. Mm-hmm. Because they know they should have done more of the preparation, mm-hmm. more of the training, running. So it catches up to you. Yeah, and I think those guys, we have a lot of those guys in every gym, not just yeah. here, in every yes, gym. Because I talk to a lot of coaches all the time, and, and oh, some of the stories are the same stories as here. They, we can't find this guy, we don't know where he's at, he disappeared, you know, we've been looking in the hospitals. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's true that some of these guys, they, coaches that really care, they're just looking for these guys everywhere. They don't know where yeah, they are. Yeah, girlfriend's right. girlfriend's house? Yeah. Girlfriend's That's usually house. where you find them. Yeah, I mean, it is not an easy sport. It's a very difficult sport. Right. But you got to be realistic in a lot of things in this this sport, you know. And I think what happens is most of these guys, they want to fight. They see their, their counterparts, their friends getting ready for fights, and they're ready. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that carries on to them, right? And, and now they're getting that that fever, I want to fight, I want to get in shape. And they do a little round, two or three rounds, whatever, and they feel like, oh, well, you know what? Get me in the, in the fight, I'm ready. But you know what? Some of these guys don't, don't do their running. Some of these guys don't eat properly. A lot of these guys love to smoke hookahs. Yeah. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Carlos, yeah. is smoking a hookah, and I never did that, but smoking a hookah is like, <laughs> and I won't smoke a hookah. <laughs> Maybe a slap a hooker. <laughs> but, Maybe twice. <laughs> once or twice. But, um, smoking a hookah is like doing a whole pack of cigarettes. Hookah is worse than cigarettes. Absolutely. But what is the the the, the, the like equivalent. Having a cig- the equivalent? The equivalent um, smoking hookah, let's say a week, is the equivalent of smoking cigarettes for I believe a few months in just a week. Holy moly! Look at that. And what people don't understand is the more hookah you do, you are actually damaging your gums. Because I used to train a dentist. Mm-hmm. And she told me that in the last year or two, she's been having a high volume of young people with gum issues. Mm. And what they all have in common is hookah. Mm. Not weed, not cigarettes, it's the hookah. Because it's a certain taste and they keep doing it and doing it three, four times a day, every day. 
And have you tried it, uh, Carlos? Tried it once or twice. You know, mostly for occasion, you know, celebration. Yeah, you know. But I don't own a hookah. Now, and how I don't does it taste? It. How does it feel? How does it taste? You feel nothing. You know, a few little blows just to, for pictures. But I'm not a hookah person. Wait a minute, you feel a few what? Blows? No, no, no. <laughs> blow yeah, a few. It's, it's you, you know, you blow hookah a little just for the air, you know, take pictures. But, but I'm not the, a hookah Do you feel relaxed? No. Do you feel... So there's nothing to it's, it. It's, it's just like you feel cool doing it. You feel cool. It's... Yeah, I'm a... Yeah, it's nothing major. But there's people who who have it in the house. I'll say this: if if you call yourself a fighter and you out here smoking hookah, yeah, if you if, if you look up to some of the great fighters, right? And we're not gonna go deep because there's a lot of young guys here they don't follow the, the old school fighters. But look at your, I'll say. Well, they need to know. They need to the, know. The yeah, they need to know. But look at the last, I guess, ten greats. In the last 20 years, 20 years right? Yeah. Pacquiao Mayweather, yep. Bernard Hopkins, uh-huh. Andre Ward, yep. right? Mm-hmm. The Klitschkoes, both Klitschko. of them. Yes. Lennox Lewis. Yep. Roy Jones. Yeah, Roy Jones. Um, all these guys, Joe Kazaki, they all became great, you know? This Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, yep. because they ran, they ate, they slept boxing, they ate properly. They didn't abuse drugs. They didn't use drugs. They didn't smoke. Uh, you didn't hear anything about hookahs and all that stuff like that. If Floyd Mayweather has, I think, uh, hamburger uh, addiction, you know, yeah, here and there. Yeah. You know, with, like he goes into McDonald's and buys maybe one or two burgers. Yeah. That's his thing. That's what he likes. And the fries, right? That's his and advice. I'm not sure what Pacquiao does. And he probably eats pretty clean. From what George Gambosas mm-hmm. said that he a lot of vegetables and stuff like that. But um yeah, every all these guys, they eat clean, they they do they do the right things. They're not smoking, they're not getting high. You know, of course they're gonna have fun with their friends and maybe go to a club or something. Mm-hmm. But most of the time when they're in training camp, it's training camp and they're in. And and all those guys you name are they have one thing in common. Yeah, is is this for boxing? Is is this for? And the the higher up that they went, like you know, uh, the Hopkins, Mayweather, Pacquiao, mm-hmm. Andre Ward, and uh, the Klitschko, like those guys were really high up. Mm-hmm. These are like elite. Those guys will forever be talked about because of how they respected the game of boxing yeah. and their opponents. Yeah. Think, you think about it like a job, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a full-time job, man. You, you, you're a boxer all the time, right? You got these guys who, they'll fight, and when they're not fighting, they get out of shape, they partying, they drinking. Like, are you a part-time boxer? Are you, like, what, do you live this? Like, or is it, you just doing it for fun? Like, what, what's, what's going on here? And it's very few. I tell you, it's very, very few. A lot of guys that win the belt, it's it's pretty much over. Like, look, Vargas and, yeah. and a lot of these guys, they win the belt, they can't retain the belt. Lewis. They they, they want to party. Yeah. yeah, Andy Ruiz, perfect yeah, example. Yeah. He beat Anthony Joshua, and then he, he, he looked like the Pillsbury yeah. dog man yeah. after that, yeah. you know? I mean, they don't, didn't respect himself. He didn't treat himself the way he should have been treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I can understand and I can relate because you win. And you're in the top of the world, you're making millions of dollars now, you're getting all these endorsements, promotions, interviews, all these women are throwing themselves on you, you yeah. probably wasn't a ladies guy as it is, That's and they got all these the girls, part. you know, attaching themselves to you and, mm-hmm. and, and people, and you know, then you got friends that are really not looking for the best of your interests, and they want money, and, and you don't want to be like the guy that you don't want to help. And they're always helping people and always helping people and, and giving and doing it. And before you know, they're not the same. Like Teofimo. Teofimo didn't take Gambosa series at all at in all. that fight. At all. At all. And they showed. They showed big time. And we won a few thousand dollars oh, that day, right? I won almost 4,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won a lot. Yeah. Man, I went to Sizzler after that. <laughs> but it's like anything, if you go into college, you know, you gotta imply yourself. And one thing I understand with fighting is you're getting paid, let's say you make it to the top, right? Your whole goal of a little child was to become a world champion. Yep. So you sacrifice, you become a world champion, and then you're gonna throw it away. And my thing is, 
if you're in, if you become a world champion, let's say you made only two point two million. You know, obviously you're gonna make more money in the next fight, and the next fight, and the next fight. People forget Pacquiao, Mayweather. Before Mayweather fought that Hoya, Mayweather was quiet. Not many people. Oh, man. He didn't become a pay-per-view buy until he fought that Hoya, and then after that, the rest he became money Mayweather. So people need to invest themselves, like the real people. You making all this money, higher nutritionists. Higher massage therapy. Take, take your job seriously. Take your job seriously because if I invest for my next training camp 150k on myself, but when I win, the return is greater. Think of a guy like LeBron James, like he spends millions of dollars on his body every year. You think the guy 37 years old and 80 percent of his career he didn't get injured. No, he's getting injured now. He's Little older, he's older. Yes. but still, look look how he's performing. But you know age. what? He has done the research to know what he needs to do. For his career, and he surrounds with people. Unlike, yeah, but I like boxing. A lot of these guys, 95 percent of these guys, haven't finished, haven't graduated high school. Yeah, that's a fact. They don't know how to write. Pacquiao, I believe, dropped out at sixth grade or something. Mayweather as well. They, yeah. you know, yeah. and a lot of people pick on both of them because they they really don't read. Their, yeah, but that's, their that's to pick on. But but um, you know, they great at what they did. And what made them even greater, and I think people forget, is that Mayweather had a team of people, managers, money, yeah, people, you know, on top of him on his training, on his condition, you know, he had a number of mentors that surrounded him. I don't think he, I don't think he could go that far with some of these guys. You know, same thing with Pacquiao. He had Freddie Roach. He had a, a what's the other guy, Bowie. Boy, his best friend that literally was, yeah, has always been there for him, you know, so he had a nice structure of people that literally was helping him guide, guide his career. If you're the smartest guy in your crew, you need a new crew. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. If you're the smartest guy in your crew, you need a new crew. And and like you said, like, a lot of these guys don't have the education. A lot of these guys come from the streets and when they get, get that money and I see why Floyd, Pacquiao, all these guys work so hard because they don't want to go back to that. They don't ever want to go back to the life that they, they, they lived when they were younger. And which, it, it confuses me because it's like, other guys do too. And they came from the same circumstances and they don't work as hard. And I don't understand that. Like, I don't get it. Like, and again, we talked about this guy before. Yeah. But like Adrian Brown, like, yeah. like you, you have, you're one of the best talents we've seen in a long time. Like, and I don't want to say he's the closest thing to Floyd. I hate when people say that, but the kid was like supremely talented, and I feel like he threw yeah. threw his career away. He was he working career away. Yeah, he was working with Tank. They even would share the same house. Yeah, training camp. And look how Tank is going, and look where he went. Yeah, yeah. It's and what it is is boxing is a poor man's sport. Mm-hmm. So what it is, you know. People need to realize it. Nobody rich grows up and says, I want to get hit in the face. Boxing is a way out for people who don't have the structure, who comes from a broken home, yeah. who don't have the education, and they're really good at something, and some of them come easily, and they make it out of, you know, poverty or out of the hood. Mm-hmm. But like Broner, he forgot how he was. Yeah. But you know what? I blame Floyd Mayweather on that. Yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of guys, like with Josue Vargas and multiple guys that's been in Floyd Mayweather's camp, mm-hmm. he tends to chaperone them and take them places and give them Rolex watches and give them cars and buy them all this and take them to the strip club and let's go on the airplane mm-hmm. and let's travel and watch me spend all my money. Instead of him being a mentor, and saying, let me tell you how I got here. Let me give you the formula and the steps and how I still became rich and still have money and how, how the world still adores me or hates me. I'm still popular or infamous, either way, which way, right? I disagree. Because I think he shows you that with his work, his work ethic. No, it's work it. But but if you're pampering guys, right? Young kids. If you're pampering young kids, if he's if he's a pro if Carlos is a prospect, right? Mm-hmm. He comes in. The national champion, everything like that, and I'm Floyd Mayweather, right? You're entering my gym, and I'm here. I give him the, the, the Rolex watch, right? 
might be a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar watch, right? Because he doesn't give cheap gifts to nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, gives him the watch, right? Gives him a nice, you know, car. Mm -hmm. I think the the kid is not learning anything by that. I think he's learning like, yeah, this is nice stuff. I like all this stuff, and I want to be like him. And Mayweather, and 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 obviously they know that the hard work got him there. Right, right, right. But you still need him to emphasize and give him structure. Sit him down and say, listen, mental. I'm going to give you the stuff because you know, you're a good kid and I want you on my team, you know, but I want you to know you got to work hard for this. Mm -hmm. I think he's changed a little bit as the, the last maybe few years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's been pampering his guys as much. Uh, I, I know he's been putting a lot more work with Tank now. And I know Tank has been having problems with the, with the law, with, with abuse or whatever drug, whatever he's doing, right? So I think he's now more involved with Tank's career. He's he's with him more. That's the type of Mayweather I want to see mm -hmm. if I'm going to his gym and I'm a young prospect or if I'm bringing a prospect to him. Yeah. That he could guide these guys, not just give them gifts. Well, he, he was fighting, man. He's not actually fighting now. So yeah. I think he has the time to, to actually mentor these guys. But I think... And he probably caught himself on mistakes and said, you know what, I got to do this. But but again, it depends on the fighter, right? Because for me, that would just motivate me. Just being yeah. around him, like if jumping in the, in the Rolls Royce, like, I want I want that. I see how you're working, I'm, I'm running with you. Like, what time you. What time are you getting up? Three in the morning, we running. You sparring about Floyd? Like, can I spar with you? Like, I'm I'm working hard because I want to give it what you got. I'm not. I don't know how these guys are built. Like, and again, like we don't know the conversations within that gym. Like, I don't know what Floyd told these dudes, but I feel like for me that'd be motivation. But Mayweather has never been the mentor, so I don't think he ever pretends to be a mentor. He's just a promoter. Absolutely. Yeah, I believe that's still that's the training camp responsibility. Like, fine, you can have fun with Mayweather, but let's remember, I'm your coach. And right. just because Mayweather is great doesn't mean he'll be a great coach. I mean, AKA Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. One of the best who could do it, but he can't coach. Mm -hmm. So Riddick Bo one time, I asked him, right? I, I said, Riddick, how, and this is when I got a little more comfortable with Riddick and spending more time with him, I asked him, how can I be as successful as you, mm -hmm. right? Because I was always looking up to Riddick Bo. And he tells, and he looks at me, and he's very serious because he's a goofball. Mm -hmm. And he tells me, "Don't be as successful as me. I would like to be in the position you are, where you could grow and learn from where I've been." Because he lost all his money, he lost all his money, spending a, a, a his entourage and everything like that. And and he he hates that. He hates the position he's in. You know, he he threw all his money away. You know, now he goes to places and they're kind of giving him charity stuff and giving him things, you know, and, and he hates that. He, he wishes he had money again. He wishes he was doing everything all over again. You know, he partied a lot. He abused himself with, with lots of food. He had eating problems. Mm. You know, this guy had a refrigerator in his room. Yeah, in, his room. Yeah. Had, in his room. In his bedroom, he had a refrigerator that Eddie Fudge got up and, and left, left him. He was just sick and tired of of what he was doing. Do you do you think you guys seen um great White Hope with uh Damon Wayne? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Remember, remember he was eating the ice cream before? Yep. Um you think that's any uh inspired by Riddick Bowe a little bit? Well I think it's inspired by every fighter. Yeah. I think every fighter has remember you're 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 in a grueling training camp. I remember training camps used to be uh, 12 weeks, you that's know, a, that's now, a camp. now some camps are now a little shorter because as time seven, went seven on, years, there's, yeah. there's more stuff, yeah. you know, that you're learning, right? The, like the massages and things like that. Now yeah. the recovery, right? So they yeah. cut it down lower. Um, and the rounds are less, right? It's not 15, it's not 12. Mm -hmm. And uh, they got, you know, the gloves are padded differently and the rules have changed throughout the years. But, you know, when you're training, you know, there's like, like the guys here, right? Any little thing, you gain 10 pounds real fast. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard to lose that weight. Yes. So they're scared. They don't want to be in a position where they have to lose in the last week or two the weight. That's the worst, yeah. You know? And talking about that, right? We're not going to name names, right? Smiley. <laughs> um, probably the most, and, and I'm going to call him out, right? He's in our gym. He's Jahai Tucker's cousin. 
right? And I very good friends with his dad and with Jahai. And they always come to my events and they support us. And I constantly talk yeah. to them on the phone. Shout out to Jahai. You know, I was just yeah. talking to him today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, Smiley is probably in, in this gym with out of bound. And I think if you do a poll, we have like three, four hundred members in boxingology. Some of them even show up once a year. <laughs> but the pain. If, yeah, if you do a poll, yes. <laughs> you're probably going to get 95% of the people in this gym, including the coaches, say that uh, Smiley has the most raw talent and ability than anybody in this gym. Yeah, that's true. But the problem is his discipline, you know, the smoking the hookahs, the eating unhealthy, the cutting the corners. And wearing that stupid um, garbage bag that got, I used to wear it. I used to wear it. I used to wear it. So I'm not knocking him, but you know what? Times have changed. Did you tell the people what the garbage bag is. So I- yeah, so the garbage bag. So <laughs> people that want to lose an extra three, four pounds immediately, you put Vaseline in your body, which is gonna clog up your pores. Am yes, I right? Yes. And don't, then don't use Vaseline. Don't use Vaseline. Then, Please don't. Do and that. then you get a garbage bag, you put it on, and it sticks automatically on you, right? It's like you can't breathe. You can't breathe. You're suffocating. So they burn their muscle. They're dehydrated. And they're working their ass off. I mean, to to the roof, to the ground. They're burning themselves to the ground. But this bag is doing more damage than good. And as much as you tell them, because you lived this, you've been there, you've done this. No other fighter is doing this no more. He's the only one that's doing it. I don't know why. Um, You know, I think that hurts him. I think that hurts him. You can't be 100% doing that. There's yeah. no way. I, there's a lot of times now that I think about it that when I was wearing those uh, garbage bags, it, you know, I felt very weak. I yeah. felt very weak. I felt lethargic. I, I felt I had headaches. Um, I just didn't feel right. And, you know, it, it has to do with that. I think that attributes to a lot of things. And one thing I want to say, and I don't know if you guys thought about it, you probably did, but the audience, majority of boxers perform in sport. But there's a reason why a lot of times they do the things they do. They lack discipline. They have to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why in boxing, you see more problems than any other sport. Because even with these players who play baseball, football, even basketball, the team is there to support them and help them. In boxing is just a coach. Yeah. So when these guys are getting ready for a fight, if they never got up and went to school by themselves, and study by themselves, picked up the book by themselves, what makes you think they're gonna to come to the gym by themselves, work out by themselves? They have to be told what to do. They literally have, the manager has to tell them, I'm gonna see you today at four, I need you here at four. That's, that's excellent. what, excellent point. And that's what makes them motivated. Now the great ones don't care the manager's there at four. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be there at four o'clock, mm-hmm. get ready, and the manager shows up, let's do it. Yeah. But that's a small batch. But you know what, Carlos? Every every fighter and the ones that are not in the gym hundred percent of the time, they have the time like yeah. smiling them. It's addiction. Yes. All these guys have addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to break the addiction. You know, uh, I used to be at one point training every day, every day, and it, and it gets tiring. You know, you're putting your body through a grueling, grueling training camp. Yeah. You're beating yourself up. Taking hits, you gotta you gotta starve yourself. You're running harder than the next person because you want to be that that guy, right? Mm-hmm. And and the minute you fight and you win, right, you succeed in your home, and they give you a week vacation. Now all sorts of stuff open up, right? You know, you get yourself in trouble with the food. You start eating. You yeah. you know you start. Some people probably get addicted to liquor. You know, mine has always been food, food. And then through that, it allowed me to start watching pornography too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. I started watching pornography because of that. Because you know, eating the food, stuffing myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you Apple's know, doing nothing, and then started yeah. doing that. You know, and then and a lot of fighters that I spoke to, a lot of them are not going to be realistic. Right? You know, they yeah. won't say it because then you know, oh no, I don't do that. Every yeah, a lot, a lot of, of men do, period, that. But, yeah. a lot of men do it. You know, yeah. even women. A lot of female yeah, fighters yeah. do it too. But mainly a lot of it has to do with sex or food because you're not eating properly, right? Or you're eating straight clean and everything. And then when you're done, now you're with your family, girlfriend, friends, 
or you see food, it smells good, you take a taste, before you know it, you're eating another one, you got another one. And some of these guys are not having sex because they've, at that time, they're like, no sex, no yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah. So you're going, two, you're going two, three months with no sex, you're going crazy. Mm-hmm. Now you're going berserk, you watch porno all day. You know, you get make a fifi or whatever you do if you don't have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. or you just having a lot of sex with your girlfriend, right? And and then you get lazy, then you get lazy because now it's like the coach is calling me, hey, your, your week is over, your two week is over, when are you coming back? And it's not that you don't want to come back; it's more of oh man, I put my body through all this, the hard work, the running, the this, the sparring, the jump rope. And I'm so comfortable now just being relaxed, yeah. you know, yeah. and doing what I want to do. And it's hard. Every time you, you you take those long breaks, every time you go back, it gets harder and harder it's, and harder. It's all discipline. And, and that's what I'm saying. He lacks the discipline. Yeah. He goes back to discipline. Yeah, yeah. I want to touch on something that both of y'all said. And, and we just talked about other sports. And I, I'll combine both topics which you guys are talking about. In the NFL and NBA, like, these guys have trainers. They got media, speech coaches. Yeah. Like, you know, when there's practice, like it's it's at a certain time, you gotta be there, the whole team is there. Yeah. Like boxing, you don't have that. You don't have the nutritionist just on hand. You gotta go get that yourself. It's on you want it. You you don't have a guy that'll teach you how to speak to the media. You don't have yeah, your coach might say, Hey, come to the gym. But you you gotta get yourself up and go to the gym. Like it's not like it's mandatory or you lose your job. And real quick, the coach is coaching you. He came from the same background you did. Exactly. And he's poor. He may not be doing well. So what kind of financial advice is he going to give you? He can't. You, what, have, you have to trust yeah. the coaches. You and have what to kind trust. Of advice. So sometimes, you know, a lot of times, some of these fighters are missing the discipline, which is there for. Mm-hmm. But then the coach, some coaches can take them to the next level because they also never been to the next, next level. level. Yep. So... It becomes like a domino effect, and that's why if you think of the last, let's say, let's say in this radius, you think of 10 gyms, every month there's a show, 15 fighters, 15 fights in a year, talking about over 100 fights, how many of these guys turn pro but have a successful career? And that's another thing, very, there's, very guys, there's guys that don't even train, or they'll do maybe one or two fights, and their mentality is... I want to just fight pro, yeah. but you can't handle the amateur. <laughs> Not realistic. And they, yeah. and they have to understand this. Let's just say that, because anybody could turn pro. Yeah. It's very easy to do. License, yeah. It's very easy to do. Pass the physical and they'll give you the license and you fight. Now you're looking for a promoter. And they'll be glad to put you on the show so they can rock your head off, mm-hmm. right? But if you really want to make money and stuff, a promoter's going to look at you or manager, right? And say, okay, hey, they call him. I want to fight pro. So he turned pro. He comes to me. I'm the promoter. He tells me I want to fight. I look at his record. Three fights. No championship. No Golden Gloves. No Metros. No Nationals. No Olympics. Mm-hmm. So what are you offering me? How can I promote you? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so of course, as a promoter, most of these guys are sharks. And say, oh, we can help you. We'll get you a fight. Mm-hmm. We'll make you a little, some money. You know? And they'll get to know the person a little bit. And they'll say, uh, we're going to give you... Seven hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars for for four rounder because then they start over with four rounder. They come to six, then an eight, then a ten, and that's when you're in the contenders. And then for the titles, you go to twelve, yep. right? So if you think about it, right, what's that? Three, six, nine, twelve. Twelve minutes, you're making eight hundred dollars. That's not bad. Nobody's really making that that fast, right? In twelve minutes. In like twelve minutes, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So ninety nine percent of the time, these guys are gonna take it. Because remember, these guys are not educated. Some of these guys don't know how to read. Some of these guys are just hungry for to to make a name for themselves. They'll take anything, right? So yeah, and then you look at their career a year down the line, and they have one win and like twenty losses. And then you ask them, you think you made the right decision? And they're gonna tell you no. And they're gonna be very embarrassed. They're gonna look down. They won't even look in your eyes. And they're gonna be hurt. And then you're gonna be hurting too because you're gonna be like, damn, I told you not to do that, and you still did it. One thing. When my son asked me, he was like, hey, Carlos, how many amateur fights do you think I should have before I turn pro? And I looked at him, you know, when he told me he was 15, I said, don't even think about turning pro until you have at least 90 amateur fights. And he just looked at me like, 
What? I said, look at all the great fights. You need experience. You need to fight, fight, fight. Yeah. You don't need to fight for money. The honest truth is, it seems like a lot of fights, right? I mean, I had 93 myself. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of fights, but it, it's not a lot of fights. Because they're two-minute rounds, three-minute rounds, three minute rounds, yeah, three rounds. And, and there's a show everywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's a gym that have fights everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so... You do 12 fights a year. Very, very easy. Very yeah. easy to get fights, man. And, and the more fights you get in front of a public and, and people see you, now you got other people that see you, you know, and they talk and they start talking. Hey, we got to see this guy. We got to see this kid. You know, this kid is sharp. This kid is, you know, pushing. And then, if you're, especially if you're winning, you're going to have your little crowd. Like Sonny always told me, you know, P2 fighting? I said, oh yeah, he's gonna fight this event. Oh good, that kid, he has a nice little crown because people wanna see P2 fighting, yeah. you know? He's a good looking kid, he's, 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 he's uh, Latino, Spanish, and English. He, he rocks the Dominican and Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. uh, he has his own gym, you know, he trains hard, he puts his work with his trainer, Fernando, mm -hmm. and, and he does everything he has to do, right? I mean, of course, he's not perfect. We I, I argue with him a lot. Fernando argues with him a lot. He does things that he's not supposed to do. But at the end of the day, he goes back to the training camp. He listens to us. And he, and he pulls through. He's at weight right now for any fight. Yep. You know, so we don't complain about that. We just want perfection. Because yep. we know that this is any little thing that you do wrong, you lose. You know? Let's say he has a big following. Right? So the more he fights, the more he fights. Uh, and, and you know, he's still young. He's 23. Mm -hmm. And I know he's anxious to fight the pro. He could. He could go down, but if he waits maybe another year and a half, he'll probably have 22 more fights, right? He has 10 now. So I say 30 fights and up is where you could say, you could consider, consider it, you could sit down, talk, and see how your career is, mm -hmm. you know? It's not like he's 27, 28 years old, and time is running out, and we gotta do it now, right? No, he's still young. 23, he has his own business, Right, he's doing his own thing. It's not like he's starving. He needs it right now. The more experience he gets, the better he gets. And let's just say hypothetically, he wins uh, another Metros, right? As an open class, which will open up the nationals. Yep. He wins the nationals. Maybe he becomes number one fighter in the country. Number two fights in the Olympics. Oh That's man! What you right first, there. first fight he can make, you know, half a million dollars plus all the promotions. He's a good-looking kid. He's smart. You know, they'll be glad to give him that money, you know, very sociable, you know, but you get, there's a lot of stuff to go with it, you know. And another thing I want to talk about is that I think a lot of the fighters need to start learning how to speak. Yes. Right? They, yeah. they, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of older guys watch TV and we watch the interviews and that's, it's a laugh off. Everybody's laughing, laughing. And it's for the stupid questions or stupid answers that they get a response. They're not educated. I think they should, everybody, every fighter should have someone guiding them or writing something for them. But there's no structure in boxing. There's no there's organizations no to tell you, hey, when you go to a press conference, you have to dress in a suit. When you, when you, when you hear this is how you got to act, there's nothing there. Like, it's not like the NBA where you have a dress code, you have certain things you, you can say, you can't say, but you I can't talk about the rest. Yeah. Like, these guys can go to the press conference and say whatever they want with yeah. no consequence. But I think at a certain age, you got to take self-responsibility, right? You know, you're 18, 19, 20, I understand that. But you're 23, 24. If you spend two, three hours on social media on junk, take that time and learn how to speak. Do online speech class. Increase your vocabulary. Dress better. You know, you don't have to wear a suit, but if you're doing a press conference, you have to be marketable. If Nike is gonna spend on a boxer a million a year, they want this person to look good, speak well, eye contact, great body language, and stop moving the hands so much and doing all this. Yeah. And you have to take, look, when I first became a trainer at 25, I was new, young, didn't know anything sales. And I saw all the greats do well. And I realized if I want to do well like them, make a lot of money, I need to get out of the shyness. So I started taking classes. When I went to college, the first thing I did was I take speech class. I started speaking, you know, in front of people, learning, increasing my vocabulary. All of a sudden, I went from shy to talking in class of 10 where I was speaking among four, five hundred, a thousand people, where my college had me, every freshman, you come in and we, we need you to talk. You gotta take on self-responsibility. 
you know, and a lot of these fighters and athletes, they don't do that. You already know how Le LeBron is. You already knew how Kobe is, Jordan. Um, you don't have to wear a $1,000 Gucci shirt. No. You get a nice blazer with a pair of nice jeans, a button shirt, look nice, eye contact, and say, I believe I'm the greatest fighter in the world, and I'm going to prove it this Saturday. Come watch me. Yeah, that's why I love Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Because he was tremendous at speaking. Oh, excellent. He couldn't say anything wrong. Yeah, Actually, he, he, he probably... That's why he was so popular. He was the Latin, Spanish, and English. Great, and he killed it with the commercials. Yeah. Killed it. Killed it with the commercials. Floyd was great too at his own way, but he didn't have. I don't think nobody, and I think even Floyd has mentioned that that the lawyer had that that market. You know, no more. he had that good-looking guy, tall. He was an Olympic guy. Had well, what do you tell a kid that's from the streets who he's making six figures each time he fights and. Doing whatever no, he wants. Do whatever he wants. And there's no consequence to him doing that. So he needs somebody around him. It's almost like Larry Holmes, right? Seven, uh, seven year world champion in the heavyweight division, right? Telling everyone about, about Mike Tyson. He said, when Mike Tyson, well, he, started, he started seeing it before everybody else. Yeah. He said, the guy, I'm not, I'm not going to question his talent. He's amazing. But he doesn't have Custom Model no more, he doesn't have Jim Jacobs. Those two guys are out of the picture. He didn't have Teddy Adams no more, mm -hmm. who was actually one of his main mentors too. Those guys are out of the picture. As good as Craig Herring Rooney was, and he kept uh, the thing uh, going, he really didn't have it's not the, same. The, yeah. the voice that Teddy Atlas had, yeah. or Customato had, mm -hmm. or Jim Jacobs had, right? And he could only do so much. Then you had Don King coming in, and Robin Givens, and, that was, and they kept pushing him to the side until they brought the Baker guy, uh, Jay Bright. In, you know, but yeah, there was no discipline there. There was no discipline. There was, there was, it was gone. Once you know, model, boxing is discipline. Yeah. See, Mike, Mike was already hitting that peak, right? The superstar. Yep. And Larry said, mark my words, guys. He's going to crash. He's going to sink. I see it coming. He doesn't have any structure. He's not, he's not going the right way. He's not doing what his trainers told him to do. Too many yes and what happened? He sank. And Mike talks about it. He, yeah, he, yeah. He's very honest. He says, yes. Larry was right about that, and I fell apart. He actually fought him. <laughs> he was angry yeah. in that fight, and he yeah. knocked him out. And even then, yeah. you know, years later, he's like, he was actually right because he saw what was happening because he was in that lifestyle too, probably. You need a team. You need a team around you. It's, look, you're young, you don't know what you're doing, but at a certain age, 15 and old, 17 and old, ESPN, everybody's coming at you, you magazines. Now you have to say, okay, if I want to be like this person and this person, like if I look at, let's say, in real estate, and I see the Tom Ferris and certain people who, the Jarrett's in the world, who are up there, what are they doing? And then a mimic. To be successful, you're not reinventing the wheel. A house is a house. What I'm, I'm selling you a house, that's it. It's not like I'm selling you something that's going to fly. But it's about presentation. What did they all have in common? The way they look, the way they speak, the way they carry themselves, the way um, confidence just comes out of their pores. Mm -hmm. So as a fighter, you have to say, I want to make 15, 20 million a fight. How can I do that? Because I'm only a 145 fighter. Market. Get yourself out there. Do some TikTok videos, training, running. Um, Put yourself out there where people are noticing, and that is free. Stop spending time on Instagram looking at women yeah. that you will never date, or looking at women that they're gonna take everything from you. And one thing I wanna finish this is, if you, you have to surround yourself with people, and whoever you date, you have that person, they need to bring value. If I'm gonna date you, what are you bringing to the table? I'm 17 and old, and I make 350000 a fight, mm -hmm. and I have in my bank account $1.8 million. You're a woman, that's fine. I can get any woman. What are you bringing to the team? What is your value? My friends, what are your value? Well, LeBron did. Put his friends to school, law school. Now all these friends from growing up, they bring value to him. And that's one thing I'm gonna say to people. Even if you're 15, 16, 17, your net work is your net worth. 
Surround yourself with good people, and that person That's smoking hookah tells you, oh, you don't have to train tomorrow, man. Hang out with us, man. Cindy and Sheila's gonna be there. You could train on Sunday. Get away from them. Get away. Yeah, get away from them. Because I wanna be a world champion, you wanna be a leech. We're two different and, people. And some of these people just don't want them to succeed. Yeah, yeah. jealousy they is just, real. They, they just want, they want you to stay to with it. Yeah. Let me tell you the thing. Majority of criminals that have gotten caught has got caught not because of police work. Yeah, yeah, Police talk don't do it. shit. Yeah. It's because snitches, yeah. because people are jealous and they will tell on you, yep. Yep. even though you're helping them. Yep. Misery loves company. Yep, that's a fact. And, and then the really, really good crooks, they just won't get caught a second time. Yeah, like you. They- <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think I'm missing something. Yeah, to tap your pockets. But, but yeah, man, uh, you know, back to Smiley. All the time in the world, and I and, yeah. and I get mad at him. So I don't even want to do pads rank sometimes because we were supposed to do pads, right? We did uh, six rounds of the day, very good six rounds, and he, he couldn't go no more. But that's what pissed me off because I wanted to push another two or three rounds, and he promised me he was going to come run. He didn't run. He promised me the other day he was going to come. We were going to do pads. He never showed up. So these broken promises for me, yeah. all it does is pushes me more away and yeah. away and away. Lose faith. You know? and, but I see, I see what he has. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what he has. Yeah, and what angers me is that if he was to put 70, 80% of, of what he does at home into the gym, oh my God, this kid could be a world champion in five, six years. You know, and could dominate the amateur division easily. It's so frustrating to watch a guy like that with yeah. that much talent. And then you got fighters in the gym who don't have the talent like him, but they their work. work ethic is out of, out of control. Work. And it's just like, and you see them watching this guy and they're like. Yeah, like Milton. <laughs> Milton, as, yeah. Much, as much as Milton can't stand Smiley, he constantly preaches about Smiley. Yeah, he he says he's, he's the most talented person here. He, he just doesn't, he doesn't put the work. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees it. Everybody yeah. sees it. The kid is that good. Mm-hmm. You know, he has everything, but he just, three rounds, he's a three, three round guy, you know. He should be able to do 12 rounds with no problem with anybody. Easy. But talent could get you on so far. Only so far. I mean, you could be the best accountant. If you keep getting up 11 in the morning. Yeah. You have to mm-hmm. sit down, I think, in, in situations like that, when you know what you have, you have to really sit down, be there by yourself, because you're not taking advice from no one. You gotta look at yourself, take a shower, a hot shower, and kind of talk to yourself, right? What do I really want to do in boxing? Is this really for me? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to pursue this? Or do I, or am I just not prepared because I don't want to do this, you know? There's gotta be a point in someone's life where they says, you know what? I'm not taking this uh, serious because I really don't want to do this. I think a lot of these guys just like the idea of being a boxer, right? And I think I blame social media for part of this because a lot of these guys just want the look. They just want the so-called identity of the title of, oh, I'm a boxer. I do this. But they don't want to put in the work. They don't actually want to get in there. They don't want to get hit. They don't want to... Take, they don't want to sacrifice. Think, think about it, before social media, you had to be really good to be in Ring Magazine, right? Yeah, yeah. To be yeah. in certain magazines. Yeah. You had to make a name, some type of name. You had to be yeah. there. Now you could have 100,000 followers and not be that good. Yeah. And then the person who's 14 and 0 has right. 38,000. How good would Ryan Garcia be if he didn't have social media? I mean, he, he was he's pretty good as it is. But how much better he could be? You know, would have been having at least the big fights with Maybe Adrian Broner wouldn't be the way he is if he didn't have social media. People, it, it consumes them. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, and they, and it bothers them because sometimes these guys they go on social media and little things bother them that people say about yeah. them. Yeah. So do something about it. Get yourself in shape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the same way we talk about food, drugs. And women being a vice, social media is a vice. Like huge. social media is a huge vice, and and I think it's it's affecting a lot of fighters today. Like, if social media wasn't a vice, it would never be created. Yeah, because there would be no money to be made. Yep. And you know what? There's, there's a book out there on uh, on, on uh, athletes or fighters, 
fighters. I, I downloaded it. I, I forgot the name of the book, but it tells you how many hours a day and some of the what workouts and what they. Well, yes, do. I have it in my. You, you got it. So Floyd trains like two hours and a half a day. Pacquiao very similar. Bernard Hopkins about two hours. So the great ones are pretty much two to, to two and a half hours, right? And I'm sure sometimes they push maybe three. Yeah. But that's three hours a day is not a lot. It really isn't. If you could put three hours a day or at least two hours a day in, in, in the gym, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I mean, think about it. Stand, These boxers, like, I'm not saying all, oh, but some of them, not only could be a boxer, but you could make money. And being a model, because some of these guys not only they good looking, they got great physiques. Yes. Underwear model, shoe model, clothing. You don't have to be Nike. There's so many different clothing brands that will pay you. To uh, just, just wear their stuff. Wear their stuff. Yeah. Advertisement. But they don't take advantage of that. You know, there's more money than to pay per view. And now these fighters, I mean, look at the last fight with a uh, was it Jake Paul? Yeah, yeah. Woodley. Yeah, Woodley. Six eight thousand pay per views. That's nothing. So, but if you have other endorsements, that's why it makes it, it Jake is fine. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. You bought a twenty-two point five uh, million condo because he ain't relying on those pay-per-view values. He's relying on everything else. Yeah. So these guys gotta stand. If let me, all right, box somebody making this amount of money. Let me start going into. Let me have the right manager, the right agent. Hey, put me in commercials. I sell water. I sell pens. You know. I'll wear a Nike shirt and start doing workouts. Now other gym gives like, hey, we're not gonna be able to pay you maybe this amount of money, but we could pay you 150,000 a year to wear uh, tops, shorts, and underwears. Okay, yeah, yeah. good quality. Now they put you on billboards, that leads to other things. There's more to life than boxing. So, 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 so the jobs now, right, are usually eight hour jobs, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna take boxing as a, a full-time job, Say three hours, right? Three hours a day boxing. It leaves you with five hours. You could easily take a course on how to manage your money. Yes. You know, business one on one. That's very easy. You can do it online. You can do it online. Yeah. You know, and and it, you could even follow it on TV and just kind of learn on you yourself. Can, you can watch a YouTube video for free. Yeah, easily. Free. There's a lot of people that post things online for free, um, or you can get books in the library and. Things like that, right? Yeah, and books still exist, people. Yeah, books, yeah. and then also <laughs> yeah. they should get a speech guy. You know, to show, show me how to speak better, properly. Uh, you know, uh, you know, little things like that yeah. will help their career. You know, a lot of these fighters they should be getting also life insurance. That should yeah. be their number yeah. one concern. First thing you do, you know, uh, protecting your family. You know, universal life insurance. They don't. I mean, boxing. There's no life insurance. There's no uh, um, benefits. There's no uh, pension. Uh, no pension. Nothing. But if you take all universal life insurance after 20 years, that's your little pension, and you you know and you can do good. That's better than not having nothing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're still paying for it. You're making a lot of money, mm -hmm. and, and you know what's three hundred dollars a month or whatever it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, for that, it's not that bad. And again, when you're saying learning, quick example: after COVID, me and my fiance Liz, we couldn't get a mask. The kids don't get a mask. So what we did. YouTube or the sewing machine or the fabrics. We started creating masks, selling masks, made a big business for nine months, made really good money. Same thing, me and Liz reached out to a few people for shirts, you know, buying over renting and my logo. Couldn't get nobody. Nobody now wants to make money. I'm asking you for free. So what we did, YouTube and everything. We ordered the machine, we ordered the iron. And look, made our own shirts. Yeah, I actually like the shirt. I like this uh, glitter. So, you know, a question, question about yes. this. If I put this in the washing machine, be fine. Fine. Now, if I put it to the dryer, I gotta put it inside out so that inside out. But like this kind of material, I would just let it air dry. Yeah. Just let it air dry. Yeah, just dry quick. Yeah, it's yeah. a nice material. Uh, the brand is next level. Just yeah. Let it air out. Yeah. But again, if you keep relying on people, you're gonna have sad stories. Yeah. I find it myself, and if I'm the type of person. If I'm looking for a mechanic, I'm gonna YouTube, I'm gonna do my own breaks. What I'm trying to say is, like you said, this YouTube, this Instagram, use it for your advantage and create that two-level stream of income. Three, four, five-level you know, stream of income. What's good about this gym is that there's lots of people with knowledge in this gym. Yes. Absolutely. And there's, and there's no animosity towards other people. I mean, you know, we talk trash 
you know, here and there. And, but at the end of the day, we're all one big family. Yeah. But we have lots of different plugs in each person. Mm -hmm. And in this gym, not only that, it's a boxing gym and we have a cross training section. So you don't really need to go to another place. You got everything here. You know, you got everything you need to hear. You got advice from older people, from trainers, from fighters, you know, and a lot of these guys do not take advantage of that. That's, yeah. that's, that's what's sad about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, 20 years in the fitness industry, I've been to many boxing gyms. Morris Park, John's Boxing, many, many, many. Gleason's, this is the only gym, and if you don't believe me, come here. You got everything. CrossFit, Sled, you know, TRX, Kettlebells, you know, foam rollers, the tire, the big everything, tires, sledgehammer, everything, different types of medicine balls. You could do everything here. You don't need to go nowhere else. And clean bathrooms. And very clean gym. And again, come by, check That's it out, right. prove us yes. wrong. But this gym has everything. Some gyms have boxing and a few little battle ropes, a few bands. But to do the strength and conditioning, you gotta go somewhere else. Here, you can actually do a camp, strength and conditioning, yep. training, sparring, boxing. And go home. Absolutely. By the way, those toilets, I enjoy sitting in those toilets. Felipe does a great job yes, he does. cleaning those shout toilets. Out to yeah, shout out to Felipe. And I use a special kind of soap. Yeah. I enjoy sitting in those toilets. He uses a wiping technique. Uh, he was yeah. trying to show me the other day. I think, wax on, wax on. I think you get you guys, you guys get the toilet paper from Europe or something. It's really Whatever it is. It's special. It's yes. phenomenal. It's really smooth. Stuff. Egyptian Titans. Yeah, Charming would be jealous. Let's talk about the Gary Russell fight yes, this week. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. Gary Russell versus a guy whose name I can't pronounce. And I know you can't pronounce oh, it. So don't man. Try. You're going <laughs> to look it up. And while you're looking it up, I'll, I'll speak on the fight. Okay. Yes. Did you get a chance to catch it? Uh, not yet. I'll give you a quick recap. So, uh, Gary Russell had a two year layoff okay. um, before this fight. Um, Gary Russell, um, you know Gary Russell. He's yes. a veteran fighter. Um, one of, some of the fastest hands in boxing. Oh. Arguably the fastest hands. Um, Max Sayo. Max Sayo. Zayo? Max Sayo? Max Sayo. I'm going to call him Mag. Max Sayo. Max Sayo. Gary yeah, Russell Max versus yes, Max Sayo. It is no last name. Like, is that his first name or his last That's name? That's his last name. He's so definitely has a, he definitely has a first name. What's his first name? I don't know. God, the man has to have a first name. I don't know. Mark Masayo. Yeah, there we go. Gary Russell Jr. versus Mark Masayo. Yeah. Uh, the fight with the distance. Um, 125 pounds. 125, 126, right? 125, 126. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary Russell had hurt his hand, apparently. It's a it's a recurring injury he's had mm -hmm. his own career. Um, no excuses, though. You get his fight. father died. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe, yeah, I believe I heard his father died, and he took two years off. Yes, he had a two-year okay. layoff. Um, good fight. Very entertaining fight. Um, I thought uh, Max Sayo, that's... Yeah, Mark Masayo. I thought he won uh, unanimously. Um, as, as I said, Russell hurt his hand during the fight, late in the fight, and he, he wasn't throwing with his right hand. He was just throwing straight left. Um, he's a southpaw. Um, still boxed well with the one hand. I didn't see the speed that he was blessed with. No, no, he's getting a lot. He's a lot older now. He's uh, and the two-year layoff could have mm -hmm. um, played a part in that, but uh, he didn't look. He didn't look his best, you know, even before the hand injury. He didn't look his best. Um, I don't know. Not, I'm not too worried. I think he's still a threat in that division, but uh, he's definitely not the same fighter. Yeah, he's probably on his decline now. Yeah, yeah, which is normal. Which is normal. I don't, I would, how old is Gary Russell now? Uh, I mean, let me see. I just saw. I just saw. Five thirty six. Yeah. Is he? Is he he's, that? He's for everybody. He's for yeah. He's, he's for for Lomachenko. Oh, that's my fault. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on right yeah. <laughs> So Gary Russell is 33 years old. 33. Oh, not, he's not that old. Yeah. The kid Mark Masayo is 26. Okay. Uh, Russell is five foot four and a half. That's my height. Uh, Mark Masayo is five foot six and a half. Uh, 125 and a half. They both well, 125 and a half. Russell has a 64 inch reach. And the other kid, Mark Masayo, has 67 and a half injuries. I'll, I'll say this about Masayo. Um, constant pressure. This guy, what did he do? Almost a thousand punches in this fight? Yeah, ridiculous. Think, yeah. Ridiculous, man. Yeah. This, he wouldn't. High work rate. High work rate. And and that won him the fight. Yeah. He, he, did, he doesn't have the punching power to, to get guys out of that there. Pressure, but that pressure, like, that guy was. I think on he's from Walcourt Boxing Club. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And which is. Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach, Manny Pacquiao. 
whole team. They have a lot of guys from the Philippines that are making uh, noise now. Making noise, yeah. Yes. yeah. They got some great, some great fighters. I saw out a clip where Canelo was working with Manny Pacquiao's son. Really? Yeah. Manny Pacquiao's son? Yes. Wow. That's interesting. There's being uh, how, how old is he? He looked young. He looked like a teenager. Mm. But Canelo was there to show him some things. and. What was he, in the Philippines? No, it had to be in L.A. Yeah, probably Canelo's Yeah, Canelo's Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Canelo's uh, out of uh, California too, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I yep. think so. Yeah. So, yeah, he was showing him some things. Shout out to the Juice Man. So, uh, we're not going to do Allegedly. that. Allegedly. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Allegedly. We're not going to do that. Pimple Man. Well, Carlos, it was it was wonderful having thank you. Thank you, thank you. This is dope, man. No, um, definitely. Uh, definitely, we'll be back soon. Oh, Guys, yeah. you got to... You gotta, Look for this guy if you need to get an apartment. He's helped about 20 or 30 of my friends get wonderful apartments, houses. Uh, they, I mean, they have patience. They get you exactly what you're looking for, whether in Connecticut or New York. You have to locate him ASAP. The guy is yep. busy, but we'll make time for you. Trust me. Carlos Whittaker at 23 Instagram. And I'm going to give you guys a quick tip. Besides buying a home and buying property wealth, if you have a son or daughter, add them onto your credit card today. Don't tell them. Just add them onto your credit card. When that child hits 18, they're going to thank you because their credit score is going to be 700 and change. Mm -hmm. So you're starting them off at the right foot. Okay, I, I got to That's a gym. That's a gym. That's a gym. That's a for me. Well, uh, so I need to go ask why? Because why? Why? My question is this, uh -huh. right? So why, if you add them to the credit card. Yes. Um. Can you do that? Yes, you can. Can you still do that? Yeah. Even if you have a credit card already, you, you can yeah. still do that? All right, so if I'm the one using it, how are they benefiting from it? Because of your credit history. Uh, it's okay. kind of like a cosigner to a card. That's what you're doing. You go on your computer, you see you have a Capital One, American Express. You're adding a secondary. You're adding the child. Information to the two. And you don't, you don't tell them nothing. Are they going to send you another you card? Build, they build. Ah, you don't have to. You can oh. say, I don't request the card. And if you do get a card, you put it away. You don't touch it. You don't touch your eleven year old, twelve year old. When I hear she hits eighteen, you are already starting them off on the right path. That's a gem right there. Yeah. And Emmanuel Stewart always told me this: you don't know nothing until you're taught. And a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Ask questions. And I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, one more thing, guys. One more thing. We have here By an event yes. Saturday, February fifth. Yes, yes. Okay, we have. Zaire's dad, Robert, uh, 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 what's his last name? Garris. Garris. It says it on the <laughs> We have a major event with lots of fighters from Michael Spinks to Iran Barkley to Vito Interfermo to Iran Barkley, uh, I said Barkley, to, uh, um, uh, Leon's, well, Leon Spinks is dead. Michael. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's the worst promo man ever. <laughs> the worst promo man. Don't put him in the commercials. Oh Larry, Larry Barnes. Oh my God. Morris Vernon. Could have been a great man. What kind of fun is this? Come on, tickets. It's $20. The money goes to the fighters. All these guys are broke. We'll be there. We yes. need to support these all, guys. All ticket sales are going to the fighters that are attending. Um, yeah. Please support. Even if you're going by yourself, buy two, three tickets. Buy two, three tickets. These guys are broke. And IRS is literally knocking on their door. And you're helping them. You're helping fighters that have entertained your ass for the last 40 years. So please support these guys, okay? Absolutely. The live ones, not the dead ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And follow us at... Uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you uh, stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, make sure you follow Carlos, Carlos Realtor 23. Realtor 23, Instagram. Buying over running. That's, That's right. right. Don't forget, he makes shirts, he makes hats, whatever you need, cups, you do cups. Personal training, real estate, yes, you name it, I do it. Great mentor, good friend. And we're done. Bing bong. Peace. Peace.